We continue with the Daily Sports Feed on ESPN Harrisonburg. I am Dave Rigger. It's a pleasure to have you along. Let's talk some high school football now. It's week two around the area, around the Commonwealth. Let's talk to Cody Elliott from the Daily News Record. He is our preps reporter and the sports editor of the DNR. Hi, Cody. How are you, sir? I am doing well. Well, I'm ready for week two. Um, uh, a busy slate ahead tonight. <laughs> yeah, no question about that. And let, let's peek back real quick. Anything surprise you in, in week number one? I would say, um, you know, there were a couple of things that stood out. Um, you know, I think one would be just um, the, the excitement that came from that Spotswood East Rockingham game last week. What, what uh, a game, man. Wow. Know, yeah, I mean, Spotswood, just a really young team, and really we kind of saw them grow up a little bit there. Um, you know, they, they get a big lead, and then they give it up, and, and it kind of looks like East Rock's running away with it, and then all of a sudden uh, Spotswood gets a big play there at the end to win it. So that was impressive. And um, actually, in a loss, I, I left impressed with how Fort Defiance played against Turner Ashby. Um, you know, Fort was had just one win a year ago. Turner Ashby, obviously, the defending district champion and the favorite to win again this year. Um, for for Fort to go down to Bridgewater and, and play them really well uh, for most of that game, I just thought uh, really showed the progress they've made and and, and could be a sign of uh, hopefully what could be a strong season for them this, this year. Was there a surprise by by the way Broadway played at Fluvanna with so many new players on the Gobblers? I would I would say just in terms of the way they they took care of business. Yeah. Now, Savannah has has struggled a bit in recent years, um, so I thought that it was an opportunity for Broadway to, to go in there and get a win. Um, but but to go over there and deal with a lightning delay that that pushed that game pretty late, um, and, and to, to just kind of you know really punch Savannah in the mouth from the from the start and and, and take care of them physically and uh, really dominate the game in the trenches um, was impressive. And that, and that's what's going to be key for Broadway this year if they're going to be successful. They're going to have to do that on a consistent basis. Um, but, yeah, for them to go out there and do that with so many unproven players and inexperienced players uh, was really big, and I think a big step for that team um, to move in the right direction. Yeah, no question. We're talking with Cody Elliott from the Daily News Record, their preps reporter, and also the uh, the sports editor of the DNR. And Let's talk about some of these games tonight. Let's stick with Broadway. That they that, that We have that game over on WSBA tonight, Strasburg. They didn't get to play their game because of the threats and everything that happened on social media last week, so they've been they've been off. They're, I'm sure they're chomped the bit to, to get going tonight, but they play Broadway, who is 1-0. That should be a, a pretty entertaining game. I know it was a year ago, too. Yeah, it absolutely was. A year ago, you know, Broadway felt like they they kind of they kind of got robbed of one last year. Not in terms of anything with with the referees or anything like that, but just in terms of how they played. Um, they had a lot of early turnovers and early flags in that game, and and things that really kind of came back to bite them late. Um, they ended up coming back a little bit and losing by just four. Um, so so they really felt like they should have won that game a year ago, and and they kind of used that game to motivate them and push them into a good rest of the regular season. And so this year. You know, I know they've had this one circled. They've been eager to play them. Um, like you said, I mean, Strasburg is a team that now uh, hasn't hasn't really had a chance to play a real game yet. Uh, obviously, now you're looking at three, four, five weeks of camp. They're itching to play. Um, they're a really, really good team. They're a consistent playoff team at, at the Region 2B level. Um, you know, they're, they're just a really established program under, under their veteran coach, Mark Roller. So, um, you know, that's going to be a really physical game, a, a really good game that, that kind of gets – decided in the trenches again. Um, I know Broadway's been dealing with some injuries and things like that, so it'll be mm-hmm. interesting to see who they have out there. But, um, yeah, that's going to be definitely an intriguing game and, and really a, a good measuring stick for both programs to see where they are early in the season. Give me give me kind of your scouting report on Strasburg since we haven't had a chance to see them yet this year. Do you expect them to compete in the bull run? I do. I think they're you know they're an experienced group. Um, Ryan Roller is their quarterback. He's the son of, of Coach Mark Roller. Um, you know, they've got a, a really talented group around them. They're they're hard nosed on defense. They're physical. 
um, you know, they're they're just really a, a mature, um, disciplined group, and and with the talent that they have back on both sides of the ball, I expect them to compete. Um, you know, Central Clark are, are kind of at the top there, but I don't I don't see any reason why Strasburg can't put themselves in that conversation as well. And so um, that, that that's why I think this is going to be a, a really big challenge for Broadway. Um, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. Yeah, the Rams ten and three a year ago. Two of those losses came to Central there late in the season. So again, we're talking with Cody Elliott from the DNR as he is their sports editor and preps reporter. And let's stick in the Valley District. And, and you mentioned Turner Ashby. They've got a huge challenge this evening going down to Brookville. I'll tell you what. Again, my son's on the JV team for TA, and um, the Brookville. JVs look like the varsity. Those dudes can play. Will this be a big challenge for the Knights to play the Bees? It certainly will. I'm not sure how the JV game played out. It went I, 70, I that 72 it, to 22. That, <laughs> yeah, yeah, so so the, the, the varsity program has had its, its fair share of troubles against Brookville over the years. Um, they haven't had much success against them. Um, last year, specifically, um, it was a pretty humbling game for the varsity team. Um, you know, Brookville came into Bridgewater. Uh, played a, against at the time an unbeaten TA team that was, you know, w- was the favorite to win the Valley District. They had eventually ended up going on to win it, but but that, they were really feeling really good about the where they were in the season and and how they were playing. And Brookville came in and beat them fifty to nothing, um, and, and it was just a really humbling game for that team. And mm-hmm. and really, you know, from there it was kind of uh, they had to really you know kind of look at themselves in the mirror and figure out what what they wanted to do with their season. So. You know, this is going to be another big challenge. Uh, Brookville opened up the season last week with a big win over a Class 5 team and Patrick Henry. Um, they're year after year after year. They're big. They're, they're physical. They're, they're good at skill positions. Um, they're, they're a state contender at the Class 3 level. Um, that Seminole district up there with Liberty Christian, uh, Brookville, all those schools, it's just a loaded district. And right now, um, quite frankly, just a little bit step ahead, um, it, it has seemed in recent years over the Valley District. And so it's going to be a huge challenge for TA and Scott Turner. And obviously last week, as we saw against Fort Defiance, there, there are plenty of things they need to work on and clean up a little bit. Um, so we'll see see how they can do. Um, but, yeah, I think it's going to be a big, big challenge for TA. And um, it might be one of those games where you just kind of see how you do and, mm-hmm. and what you can learn from it and, and try to build off of it. Yeah, those cats were, were a little different in the JV game. I'm guessing they're at the varsity as well. As, uh, it, it, yeah, it, it got ugly, but we'll see what happens. <laughs> TA plays at Brookville coming up this evening. But a good a good measuring stick here early in the year for, for Coach Turner's team. And Spotswood, let's see how they handled the, the emotional win last week. What a game that was with uh, with East Rock and a great way to start the, the high school football season. They get a William Monroe team that uh, I, I think is a little down this year. They're struggling, so Spotswood, their home opener, a chance to go 2-0. It absolutely is. Yeah, it, it's, um, you know, the scheduling has, has lined up in their favor. Um, you know, I, I think going into the last week, I think a lot of folks probably thought East Rock was the favorite in that one. So for Spotswood to pull off the upset a little bit and come out of there with a win, now all of a sudden you look at their schedule and they've got a chance here to get one over William Monroe. And then you're looking at a team that's 2-0. and um, and, and anytime you can get two wins to start the season, it, it obviously changes things. It, it makes your your goals different. It makes things that that once maybe weren't a reality suddenly become a reality. So, for a young team that's still growing up um, with a lot of young pieces still on the field, I mean, to to move the two and zero this week would be huge. And I think they certainly have the opportunity to do so. Um, last week, obviously, we saw their passing game was really strong. Um, if their running game can get going a little better and their offensive line can continue to hold up, um, they're going to be just fine. I don't, I don't expect them to have much issue with William Monroe. Um, as you said, they're they're struggling this year. They lost just last week, forty-one nothing to Sword Strath. So, 
um, yeah, this is a good opportunity for Spotswood, and um, you know we might see this team starting to kind of pick up on something as as the year goes along. Yeah, no question. Again, we're talking to Cody Elliott from the DNR. He is their sports editor and uh, prep reporter. And Harrisburg plays tomorrow at John Hanley. They go up to Winchester, and uh, those these two have played for a long time. This has kind of been a rivalry, hasn't it? It has. Yeah, this is a big rivalry, um, one that, that dates back probably as long as any in the area. Um, and unfortunately, it's went Hanley's way a lot here recently. Mm-hmm. Um, but but over the years, there have been some classic matchups back when Harrisburg was in its heyday and, and really had some strong teams. Um, these There have been some really good games between these two teams, and, and they still do play each other pretty well. Um, but, but this is, again, as we saw last week against Albemarle, Harrisburg's non-district schedule is, is, is pretty brutal for them. And, and for a team that's still trying to find some key pieces and, and replace some, some holes, um, you know, it, it doesn't do them any favors uh, with their schedule. So um, this this will be another big challenge for them. Um, but you know, hopefully, I, I, I think if you're Kyle Gillenwater and his coaching staff, you're just hoping for that team to show some improvement off of last week. Obviously, a 47 nothing loss to Albemarle was not ideal. So you know, any anything better than that would would, would be a win for them. And um, you know, I, I think the main thing to keep in mind with with Harrisonburg is that their non-district schedule isn't favorable. Um, they're going to take some lumps at different times and, and early in the season, um, but I but I expect them to be a team that if they can can learn from those lumps and improve, they'll be a team that by the time district play rolls around, they can still be dangerous. Okay, we're talking with Cody Elliott from the Daily News Record, and also in that district, Rockbridge County. What do you know about the Wildcats? They're the I would say almost a little bit of the unknown of the high district, just in terms of the new coaching staff and what they're doing down there. Um, Martin Cox takes over for Mark Poston. Obviously, when Mark Poston was there. Um, they were known for their air raid. They were known for throwing the ball around 30 to 40 times a game, which was, was very rare at the high school level around here. Um, it was very unique, and, and they had a lot of success with it. Now, with Mark Poston leaving also, they, they lost a lot of key players, notably was quarterback Miller Jay, who was probably the best arm in the Valley District a year ago. Um, so they, they've got a lot of new faces and, and key spots, notably the quarterback and the head coach. And so that's been the biggest unknown. Now, obviously, they're coming off a loss to Western Albemarle last night where they fell down early, and it looked like Western Albemarle was running away with it, and they were up big at half. And then Rockbridge actually made a game of it late and uh, came back and, and made it a two-score game. So they're, they're still a little bit of an unknown, um, but, but I do know that they have enough guys at the skill positions that, that have played over, over the years in key spots at, at receivers and running backs. And and have enough talent there that that if they can put it together, I think they can certainly be a, a sleeper in the district as well. I want to ask you. Let's switch over to the bull run and talk to East Rock. Talk about East Rock just since they're in in the county. But uh, the, the disappointing loss. They play a Rockridge team that that got beat up pretty good by by Lou Ray last week. So um, I think the Eagles could cruise tonight. We'll see. But I I still think that's going to be a pretty good football team, and uh, they're going to have a say in the bull run. I do, yeah, I, I agree with you. I think that that the the second half of of the game against Spotswood yeah. was was an encouraging sign for them. Um, I think that if they would have folded over and and let Spotswood just run away with it once they fell down seventeen to two, um, I think there'd be more concerns. But the fact that they were able to come back, take the lead, um, and, and then really on you, not a fluke play, but a, a play that you don't see very often in terms of fourth and twenty and a thirty eight yard pass that goes <laughs> right. up in the air, um, you're not going to see that often. And to lose in that in that that fashion. Is obviously you know a heartbreaking loss for East Rock, but it but it's one that I think they can bounce back from. And like you said, Rockridge is a team that's been struggling this year, um, really struggled against Larray a week ago. So this is a good opportunity for East Rock to get back on track. And sometimes you know a, a big win like that is all you need to get your season going, and especially at the high school level. So um, good opportunity here for East Rock, and if they can get a win here, 
um, I think they'll be just fine. In Central, they get another bull run team. They they got a victory last week over Page County, thirty eight nothing. They get Madison County tonight. Uh, they didn't play last week. Are, can they compete with Central? Madison is, is is a team that I think is going to surprise folks in the in the bull run. Um, you know, they they've got a lot of talent back, um, especially at quarterback um, and, and just throughout that that offense. Uh, a lot of skill guys that can that can get out in space and make things happen. That they don't mind throwing it around a little bit. Um, they're a little bit of a matchup problem for some of the teams in the bull run. Um, they struggled a year ago, and they, they, they kind of improved as the year went along and got close to getting into the playoffs. But they're a team that I expect to really compete for a playoff spot and maybe even compete for the bull run this year. Um, you know, they, they, they're kind of the unknown because they are so far out of the district in terms of geographically. Uh, I think a lot of folks forget about them, but they're a team that I think is going to be pretty decent this year. Uh, and really take a step forward. And, and this is a, obviously a, a huge opportunity for them to kind of come out and show um, just how good they're going to be this year w- w- as they face the defending champion and Central, um, defending Region 2B champion. So a uh, huge opportunity there for Madison. I think Central is going to have their hands full. Um, you know, Central you know, got a big win last week with 38 nothing over Page, but there, there were some things that, that, that they needed to clean up, some things they want to improve on. So, um, you know, they're going to have to play better this week, I think, to, to take down Madison. And uh, like I said, I think this is a huge opportunity for them, for Madison, to prove, uh, you know, how improved they are from a year ago. A little crossover between the Bull Run and the Shenandoah as Buffalo Gap plays at Lou Ray. That should be a good game, shouldn't it? Yeah, that's one of the ones I'm more excited about. Yeah. Um, you know, almost two mirror images of each other in terms of just, you know, pure physicality and and the, and you know running the football, um, hard nosed defense. I mean, they, both coaching staff staffs have the same focus um, on the field, and and uh, you know that's going to be a good one. That's going to be you know one that kind of comes into play late in the season when you look back and you're trying to you're trying to see where they stack up in the playoff rankings. Um, a win for either of these teams here will go a long way. So um, a good a good game for Buffalo Gap um, against a class two opponent to try to try to show that they're. You know, continuing to trend in the right direction, and for Larray, after the, the the rough into the year a season ago, um, they come out last week with a big win over a struggling team. Um, to get one over Buffalo Gap, who's who's one of the better teams in the area, um, would be huge for that team's confidence and huge in showing that they're getting back to what, kind of what we're used to with that team. Okay, we're talking with Cody Elliott from the Daily News Record, their sports editor and preps reporter, and then in the Shenandoah district, a big, a big one with Waynesboro and, and Stewart Straft. Um, Waynesboro will try and bounce back from the loss to Riverheads, but Stewart Straft, you mentioned, got the, the big win over William Monroe last week. Um, will that be pretty competitive tonight? I think it will. I think it'll be more competitive than, than Waynesboro's game last week. I mean, Waynesboro really, um, you know, Riverheads is, is, a, is a, obviously a very good football team, and, and it, they were going to be a tall task anyways, but seven turnovers against Riverheads is, is pretty much um, asking for a disaster, and that's what happened to Waynesboro last week. I expect them to clean that up this week. I don't think you know, quarterback Blake Jones is one of the better arms in the, in the area, and I don't expect him to turn it every three times. Um, the running game never got going against Riverheads. If they need to try to get that going a little bit better this week with Ryan Barber, um, you know, there's there's a number of things Waynesboro needs to improve upon, and I think they will. And with that being said, the store Shraft is a team that that looked really impressive last week on both sides of the ball. Um, you know, their running back to Shea Smith had four touchdowns, 160 yards, and just two quarters. Um, he was big time. Yeah, he had a he had a defense, night. <laughs> yeah, he certainly did. And and, and the defense posted a shutout. Um, you know, just from start to finish, it was a pretty dominating effort um, over there against William Monroe. So, Storch Draft looks like it's not falling off any. And, and Waynesboro is a team that that you know I think is still similar to East Rock. They're going to be okay. Um, they just need to 
get some positive momentum. So I expect this to be a good game. I think Waynesboro will will keep it a little closer. Um, but yeah, this that's a that's a, a good rivalry that again, like some of these matchups this week dates back a really long time, and it'll have a nice crowd out there and, and a really good atmosphere. So that one should be fun. And I know you mentioned earlier about Fort Defiance. Now they hung with Turner Ashby, and man, they were in that game. I got to see a lot of that game, and that they, that's a much improved football team. They get Liberty Bedford tonight. Uh, um, coming up. Um, at their home, so they get a, the, their first home game of the season. But I feel like this Ford team is much improved. I think they're going to have a they're going to they're going to surprise some folks. Yeah, they are. They are much improved, and um, you know they're only going to continue to get better because they are so young. I mean, people don't mm-hmm. realize that, but they're still playing a majority of sophomores on the field this year after playing freshman a year ago. So um, they're only going to get better. Now they play in a really tough district, so it's still going to be hard to find wins. But this is actually a chance, I think, for them to get a win tonight. Um, against the Liberty Bedford team that struggled, um, you know, Ford has—I think Ford actually got some confidence from that 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 game against Turner Ashby last week, despite the loss. So, um, you know, this is a good opportunity for Ford to get a win. Um, you don't know how often they're going to come this year, so for the, for this opportunity to come so early in the season um, is a good thing. And I and I think they, you know, at home, uh, first game at home this year with the young squad that, that has some confidence, uh, you know, there's, there's a nice opportunity lining up for them. I forgot to ask you about the uh, the waynesboro Stewart draft game. So they play for the Battle for the Ball, is that right? Battle for the Ball, yeah. That, that's, um, that's been the, the rivalry for quite some time. They have a big trophy uh, with a football on it. <laughs> that's and, awesome. uh, you know, it's, it's a big deal, big deal for those guys. <laughs> and, uh, you know, Stewart Strath has held on to that trophy for quite some time now. So um, it'll be interesting to see if Waynesboro can finally get it back. <laughs> yeah, no doubt about that. Good stuff there. And again, you can read more about that game. There, there's some previews up at dnronline.com. Check out the paper as well. Cody and his staff, has a, they've got a ton of stuff getting set for week two of this high school football season. And, you know, talk about some of the other preps. I know across country, golf's been going on for about a, a little over a month now. It's been going on for a long time. Cross country's getting going. Volleyball's getting going. What have you seen early on that, that's uh, that's been impressive? Yeah, I mean, volleyball's been been interesting because it's been, you know, there, there's a lot of new faces in terms of there's there was a lot of talent, individual talent lost from a year ago, um, but we're seeing the same teams kind of at the top there. Uh, Fort Defiance is a team that uh, that's, you know, looking like they might be the best in the area again. Uh, it was Fort and Rockbridge a year ago, and, and once again, so far this season, it's been Fort and Rockbridge sitting at the top, both with one loss apiece, each to each other. So those are the two teams that, that, that are kind of to watch for. Um, I think the bull runs a little bit more wide open with with Central and East Rock. We've talked before about how thrilling those matches were a year ago. Um, you know, they're both replacing a lot of key pieces, so they're trying to figure things out here early in the season. Um, and, and then, you know, like I said, the, the the rest of the league is just you know, there's so many new faces. I think a lot of teams are still trying to build their identity, um, and and we're still learning kind of who the big players are, um, who, who's going to have big seasons, who's consistent, things like that. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's it's weird how it's worked out that, that you know with so many new faces, the, the same two are still at the top, and it's been that way for quite some time now. Yeah, it happens a lot. There's a culture that's been built, and they expect to win, so that's kind of what happens. All right, my man, I appreciate you as always. Thank you, Cody, and we'll talk again next week. Yep, thanks, Dave. I appreciate it.